0: Welcome to the Generous Business Owner Podcast, where business owners gain inspiration and encouragement to live a legacy,
1: not just leave one. And now your hosts, Jeff Thomas, Alan Barnhart, and Jeff Rutt. Welcome, everybody, to this week's Generous Business Owner Podcast. My name's Jeff Thomas, and we do, every week I say we have a very special guest, but this one is not only special but a very old friend uh welcome to the program wade purcell say hello to the people wade thank you jeff good morning <laughs> <Wade>. hello people <laughs> wade is the uh cfo of sm energy which is a public company based in denver but i just uh i have to tell just a personal uh, anecdote i told wade before we started recording that uh Uh, I was writing down some notes for this uh, and I wrote down, I can't believe uh, Wade and I have known each other for 24 years. And then I realized, oh, darn, it's 34 years (laughs) and we don't want to admit it. And uh, okay, so here's my, I've got a thousand Wade stories because we've been friends for so long, but we worked at the same place right out of school, public accounting. And uh, I was, uh, I think, two years behind Wade. And so that made him my boss, which was uh, hysterical. Uh, and, uh, uh, but it was very serious at the time, very, very serious at the time, uh, you know, the 25 year old leading the 23 year old, uh, it was very important, but, uh, but actually he was a, uh, a great boss then, and he's still a great boss today for all kinds of people that are blessed to uh, be under his leadership. And we'll get into some of that. And I know this is very unique, uh, today because we have a, uh, a guy who's uh, a large shareholder in a public company, uh, which is very unique. And, and so anyway, there's a lot of unique things. About Wade's journey. But Wade, again, thank you for being here. And uh, we always try to open with the same question just to give some context. Tell us about where you grew up, what that was like, what your family was like, maybe if there was a you know, faith component, that sort of thing to your upbringing.
0: Good place to start. Of course, uh, I, I grew up in uh, a little small town in eastern Oklahoma called Muldrow, Oklahoma. I didn't grow. Com- Completely up there. I was there until I think I was 13 years old. So uh, my my dad uh, was a pastor uh, of a very small free will Baptist church there. I uh, have one brother, a younger brother, a couple of years younger than me uh, and my mom. And uh, so we so I grew up there. So I grew up in the church, uh, very, very rooted uh, in the church. Uh, incredible blessing, I think. There's pros and cons to everything. Jeff, I know you know there are pros and cons to being a preacher's son. Yeah. Uh, but the pros way outweigh the cons. Yes, they did. Uh, it's wonderful to grow up there. And then we moved, uh, when I was 13, we moved over to Conway, Arkansas, which is uh, just north of Little Rock. Decent sized town for Arkansas. I think it was around 30,000 when I lived there. And my dad became the uh, the state youth director uh, for Free Rule Baptist there. So he continued to preach. So I continued to be a preacher set. And he ran the camp. So that was a wonderful experience for a teenager getting to be part of that. And you know, from my upbringing, I certainly was uh, rooted in the Word early. Uh, relationship with Jesus early, appreciated very much the importance of the church uh, from a very early age, and uh, and and pretty strong work ethic. We we worked really hard uh, yeah. at at the camp, and you know, we did. We never had a lot of money, as you might imagine. Uh, so uh, so I I had the uh, the pleasure of of working my way through through college and uh, paying for that. And, they're in Conway, actually, a little school called University of Central Arkansas. Got an accounting degree there and a computer science degree, and uh, was able to get on with, with Arthur Anderson in Houston right after that, which is where I met you and uh, had a wonderful, wonderful experience there. Uh, I'll just keep going if you want me to and we'll well, summarize. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, I that, think that's kind, of the, that's kind yeah. of the growing up phase.
1: Well, we were talking earlier that, you know, in this day and age, I don't know what the average number of employers is, uh, for, uh, for a full career and, uh, thankfully ours, ours aren't over yet, but the, uh, but yeah, I think you've only had three employers that I'm aware of. So, That's correct. And, and those transitions. So this is actually gonna be kind of fun because those yeah. transitions uh, we were talking earlier were really sort of God led and unique. So maybe you can maybe talk about yeah. the first one. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah i'll do that yeah it's 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 fun to look back and and really uh and really and really see the the two big moves i made and how uh the timing was so uh fortunate <laughs> I, I was i mean I cl- clearly i was blessed uh, when they occurred so i was at anderson for uh i guess nine years and uh i think most people probably listening to this probably have heard of Enron i would assume and uh i i i was uh i i loved working at anderson when i when i when i was there and uh really developed a love for the energy industry uh, while I was there. All of my clients were uh, energy related. Uh, At that, that, that one point in time, uh, one of those clients that I had really grow, kind of grown up with uh, was contemplating going public and the CFO was uh, about to retire. So everything kind of lined up and he was able to convince me to, to, uh, to leave Anderson and be part of that going public process and then taking over the reins as CFO. And that was a hard decision. And think i've told you before yeah. you know i was kind of shamed by a lot of the partners at anderson how could i ever consider it such a risky move <laughs> um and uh you know the rest is history right a couple of years later anderson's gone and and uh it was it was again very fortunate timing for me uh in that move and and then i'll just you know obviously you know it's it's hard to uh you know, I I, I know, I'm I'm very very rooted in the Scripture, and I I do not believe that in prosperity gospel or anything like that. But I do believe that God's hand is in certain things, and He does what He wants to do. And sometimes, you know, we're we're blessed by what He decides to do, and and then I I have always felt since the early days compelled to uh you know to return a uh, a a large percentage of that back to Him, and typically through the church. Uh, I very 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 much believe in the power of the church and it's the body of christ uh it's meant to be the light on the hill it's meant to be a place for brothers and sisters to commune and and grow and be disciples and all of that so that that has been my thing and you know from that point forward uh it's been uh, another another blessing and a wonderful way to uh, to do has been through working at public companies as you mentioned uh so we went public and that being a CFO, most of my compensation In from stack. that point forward became stock. And that's just the way it works. And uh so uh, you know, the the benefits of being able to give stock to the church has been a great thing for me. Uh, I've I've just on a very disciplined basis, once or twice a year, you know, just kind of kind of trimmed that and and uh it's been uh you know there's big tax advantages to that. There's you know, I, you know there's I have to watch windows and things like that. But it's but it's just been a wonderful way To give especially when the stock is being appreciated is appreciated yeah uh, through the years that's i've been blessed by that also so uh that's kind of a side note on that and then if you want me to finish on the next transition
1: well uh, let me let let me pause there just for a second because you're so i think that's a good opportunity to just unpack what you just said there's a couple of important things in there so i think one of the i was telling wade before we started recording that one of the very unique things we haven't had that many public company uh folks on the podcast and i think this is very interesting. We'll also get in some management things where he's able to do some uh, biblical things inside the company. But but I think this giving piece is very important. I think anybody who's been involved with a public company knows that there is, <laughs> you certainly know this better than I have. Isn't there pressure, weighed to always hold on to the stock? Like up, down, whatever. You're on the management team. You're in the C-suite. Like you can't ever sell. And so somewhere along the line, A, you had to know, you had to respect the church enough. I know you're a very church centric guy. I think a great percentage I know of your giving goes to the local church. You're super involved in a local church. I think that's very you unique and special. But also this idea of giving appreciated stock. I, I bet there's half the people listening to this that don't even know that you can do that and avoid the capital gain. So we can talk about that a, a bit, but but I think you're being able to give it So, like, I'm picturing this conversation that you've had to have with uh, these management teams in these two different public companies you've been with where you're you're giving them your form about filing, you know, because all this stuff's public. Uh, It's going to be known to the public exactly how many shares uh, you disposed of. And uh, it looks maybe to the public like you're selling or something. Uh, Why are you selling? Uh, You know, the uh, investment community might ask. The management doesn't want that heat. How has that gone for you?
0: I I, I, will, I will tell you that 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 that's a great question. Uh, I I probably have not thought about thought about it in that way enough. That I think it's, I think it's been a huge blessing. Look, the, what everything you said is accurate. Um, you know, when we when we sell stock, you know, you have to you have to file the form within a few days, and so everyone sees it immediately. And, and it's and it's never and it's never a uh, a comfortable question from an investor. You know. When somebody sells stock, then they, then they must know something, right? And it's so it's, so it's never well-received. And, and same thing with the, you know, the, the, you know, the CEO and the other executives don't like to see you do it either. So, so for me, the ability to give it away has been a big positive in that area also because I will tell you, I, I think I can tell you honestly, no one has ever asked me why I gave away stock versus I know they would ask if they saw me selling it. When you're giving it away, it's it's filed differently. It looks different. Um, for a long time, you didn't even have to file it for you know immediately. Uh, that those rules have changed recently, where you need to now. But no one has ever asked that question uh, on on giving. It looks very different, and I think people appreciate that you're you know that you're giving stuff something away. It it is also a witness. I
1: don't ever really i where I was going. Never really think of it that way. Yeah, it is.
0: Everyone on the team has to see it, and what uh, they see that I'm you know giving giving back uh, to the you know to God to the church. So
1: yeah, that's what I think is so cool about it is not only is it a tax smart thing that most people don't know about.
0: It's incredibly tax smart. I mean, no one pays the the gain is gone. I mean, no right. have to pay it. The church just receives the fair value and is able to sell that day, and and that's that's just it's it's a it's a great tax advantage that I hope continues.
1: Well, and I think one of the cool things about you is I know you've done it for decades. And mm-hmm. there's something about that routine of it. Uh, how, do you, how do you just think, I know you and I have had these conversations over the many years, but, but maybe just share a little bit about how you <laughs> think about the idea of giving, just, just from maybe from a biblical standpoint or from your own outlook. Yeah, Anything I think if you want to go there, however you want no, to, unpack, I don't, I, just, I don't, you know.
0: I don't mind. It's not, it, this is just me, right? I mean, yeah. through, the years, through the years, I, I try to, uh, I, I tip, I typically do it twice a year, yeah. uh, once early in the year and once late in the year, you know, during, during uh, open windows. And I, and I typically just try to, it, it, this is a, actually a good story because I can't think of a year where it didn't happen this way. I try to. I, I just try to. You know, my my income's very extremely volatile because so much of it's uh, equity related. Wow. I just try to predict what it might be and look at last year and then start with a number like ten percent and try to beat that, yeah. and uh, try to uh, you know try to go where the try to throw a number out that's going to be where the puck's going, not at the puck. Right. And uh, typically, what happens is I'm, I'm I'm I feel like I'm chasing it <laughs> later yeah. in the year because you know. Typically, God blesses, and uh, some years are not like that, but most years they are, and uh, it's not—it's nothing more than that. I just try—I just try to keep, keep trimming large chunks of, of equity and and uh, and not not get to not get too legalistic on the percentage, but just kind of use that as a start, and then just try to go, you know, just. Try, at least go well above that. That's nothing, nothing more than that.
1: But I think that's important because even though that's, I know that's like a routine for you that seems simple to you, I think mm-hmm. that's going to be very helpful to so some people maybe in, in the same situation where, like, am I even able to do it? Is it going are the optics going to look bad? Uh, there's somebody yeah. listening to this at a public company that's kind of thinking about doing this and they think maybe they're the only one. And they, so I think, uh, I think that's really helpful the way you think through that. Okay, yep. so let's continue the story. That's really good. Now, I'll never forget this transition uh, out of the first company into the second one. Uh, and, and you know, on these uh, on this podcast, we always try to have a setback story because no one really? wants to hear up into the right. You and I don't want to hear our buddies talk about up into the right because we know the truth. There's always sure. pain. Sure. And sure, yeah, uh, I, sure. I remember it vividly for you. Of course, it was even more vivid for you. But maybe... Let, let's go there a little bit with, sure. uh, if you don't mind about that next transition, because I know that was a painful experience that obviously turned out well, but in the moment you didn't know. No, nah, it was
0: very, it was, it was very painful and I'll, 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 uh, you know, I, I won't name any names to protect nope. the incident, uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I
1: know what you mean. It, it, uh, it was
0: a, it was a situation where, you know, this happens, right? this is, It does. Uh, and, uh, it, it was a situation where a, uh, I like to summarize it as getting kind of getting caught between, uh, kind of like getting caught in the middle of a divorce, if if, if, uh, I could say that. It was kind of was. Uh, We had a, uh, you know, we had a CEO who'd run the company and and had done an amazing job, and that was my boss. And he he stepped back and made someone else the CEO, but he hung around as the executive chairman on the board. And they had different differences on on strategic thinking, and uh, those differences were okay until they weren't. And yeah. uh, thing, things started going south and uh, it just, uh, it, it became a very, very ugly breakup uh, with the firing of the CEO and, and uh, the former stepping back in. And of course, I was in the middle of that and supporting my new boss along the way. And, and uh, it just became very, long story short, it just became very clear, was made very clear to me that, that it would probably be best if, uh, if I move along as well. And just to clear the sheet, just to clean the sheet. And that's not unusual, but it was very painful at the time because I loved who I worked with and loved the company. Um, but you know, I I guess reflecting on that time though, again, uh, I'll get to the financial part in a minute, which yeah, I always hesitate no, to yeah, go through it. But, no. but but the but the just the fact that I was being uprooted from something I loved, uh, was hard. But I, if, if I'm if I really reflect on it honestly though, I, I remember Really, uh, spending time in prayer when that happened, uh, you know, like like so many of us, Psalm twenty three bubbled up. I think that's that's kind of a standard. Uh, I remember, I just remember it like it was yesterday, and and I and I remember an incredible amount of peace that that surprised me. <laughs> I was very surprised how peaceful I felt about the whole thing when it was when it was going down, and um, the uh, the you know we you, you know Jeff, we had just had our, our kids were really young. And it was going to. I just started thinking of the positives of it. This is an opportunity to 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 kind of hang out for a bit and 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 spend time with them. They're five and three, and uh, they took care of me financially. Very so that that was you know that was a blessing. And and I remember having the conversations with uh, with all the folks that worked for me that I was very close to, and they were all mad and upset. I remember that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I I just remember uh, not being that way, and. uh, and having the opportunity to uh, to kind of live out what what I always said to them, and and what what I hope they they believe today is that we're not defined by our job at all. Never be defined by your job. Uh, that's not who you are. And uh, so so that you know it actually turned out as a huge blessing because what happened was is again I said I was going to take some time off. This was June two thousand eight. Oil was one hundred and forty dollars. Uh, so you can imagine uh, where the stocks were. This forced me and enabled me to get, get rid of all of that stock at very high prices. And I think we all know what happened in September uh, 08, <laughs> financial crisis hit. So it was, again, that was just kind of a, wow, that, I don't deserve that. I don't know why that timing happened that way, but it did. And then not only that, but I, I wanted to take some time off, but I, I, the headhunter called immediately and, and said this company in Denver called SM Energy, St. Mary at the time, had been looking for a CFO for about a year and they were being very picky. And, Patient and I needed to look at that because he thought I would be a great fit for them and and uh, I didn't want to look but I did it just to appease him really and um, man it just uh, it, it, uh, from from the first time I met the CEO then to coming to Denver and it just felt like wow this move is the right move and this is where God wants me and it truly has been I mean I, not not just the job the the job's been fantastic and the culture and the people and I'll talk about that in a in a few minutes but. But just the moving here and back to the church, plugging into a church here has been, has been 100% a God thing. I mean, he, he sent me here for that church. There's zero doubt in my mind. And wow. From becoming a deacon to an elder and then teaching and then preaching occasionally, and it's, it's just been a, an amazing growth uh, experience for me. And uh, so that was, yeah, that's the, that's the highlights of that move. That, yeah. uh, if you want, I'll talk a little bit about the, the the job here at,
1: yeah let me let me pause there just for yeah, a second because uh there are two things that popped into my brain the first one was i'm I'm just gonna you know is it, basically philippians 4 7 mm-hmm. which talks about the uh you know uh when we're following christ he'll, he'll give us the uh peace that goes beyond understanding so I, I love that story about how it was really you know i mean you were losing your job, uh, and and the one thing I know about you, uh, you talked about the hard work, uh, and that that sort of work ethic uh, that you're probably dad instilled in you and parents mm-hmm. at a young age. Uh, yeah. But the other thing I know about you is that you're a very loyal person. And I remember I've, I've been the beneficiary of that. That <laughs> you're still putting up with me after all these years. <laughs> uh, so exhibit A over here. But but I but I remember talking to you at that time, and I and I remember like you were just distraught about like leaving anybody in the lurch. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, I'll go down with the ship if I have to, you know, like, I, I, you know, and so that piece about, uh, leaving and not knowing where to go. I mean, uh, you had no idea. I remember. Um, and the fact that that came along and then you get to look in the rearview mirror about how it was all meant to be is amazing. The, the other thing, the other story, uh, that came to mind is, uh, uh, you know, in the furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, how they escape the cauldron, if you will. Like, burning on your heels is Anderson blowing up and in the financial crisis and oil tanking and, uh, you know. was a rough
0: time. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was, uh, so that was all part of it, too. There there were were some other factors kind of going on there. But anyway, it's just amazing. I think this, I, I am convinced that those two things are not disconnected. Yeah, uh, this tight ty- this sort of story of the consistent giving, consistent walk with God. I know we all wander in our own ways, but absolutely consistent and trying coming back, coming back. Keep consistent with that. And then God is so generous with us. And I love that you talked about the peace because we were talking earlier, you know, it, it obviously it's not just the he doesn't it's not it, it's an, he doesn't promise us money if no. we follow him, but he does promise us things like peace. Yep. Mm-mm. And, uh, and we, just, we were talking, we just happen to live in a, you know, capitalist society where if you're a servant leader, sometimes things can go well economically. It's not true of other people around the globe. So it's true. It's true. anyway, those are just amazing deals. And so, okay, so we get to, uh, we get to Denver. Uh, you're fortunate to be in a good culture yeah. uh, at a public company, which is not, not always the case. It's not. It's so not. May, maybe take us through, okay, now we're in Denver. It's 08. Uh, take us through the rest of that sort of uh, yeah. piece, the professional piece.
0: Yeah, no that it's 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 just been a it's been a huge blessing to be to be here. Uh, I, I've I've got to work with uh, executive teams that that have very high integrity. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them Christian, some of them not, but just all very uh, very very good people. And yeah, and the the culture thing that I that I've really enjoyed the most, especially the last several years, has has been. Uh, and I mentioned this to you. Is, is has been the ability to. Uh, to really lead, to really lead and 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 teach, I, I would say biblical yeah. principles. Yeah, uh, I know that makes people cringe being in a public company, but in a way that, that can be creative, and uh, and and not in the face. I think most I, I hope most people listening to this realize that, you know, and I've really seen it developing. Uh, you know, we, we've kind of we've kind of taken it on ourselves as an executive team to create our own leadership program here. And uh, creating that, and then getting to teach a lot of it, has allowed me to 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 kind of uh, kind of weave in tons of biblical principles uh, without quoting the verse, right? And it's really not that hard. It's kind of sh- it's kind of shocked me how easy it's been, uh, and very uh, I don't know, very very. It's very encouraging to me. So uh, so that's been uh, that's been really cool. Well, let, 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 what's an example of that? Yeah, so an example would be. Well, here's an example. You know, if, if I if I could give you, you know, a, if I could give a tip to someone that I wish I would have known earlier, yeah. in my life, I'll give you two examples. This one, this this little simple book called Tyranny of the Urgent. I don't oh, know yeah. if you've heard this, Jeff. you heard of this? Yeah. Read, yeah. This, read this at the beginning of every year. Yeah. It's only like, it's tiny. It only, it, it only takes like 30 minutes to read. But the, But the point of it is living a life that's proactive versus
1: reactive. Yeah. And and uh, it's, it's all I can think of is email. It's so simple. They're all the same font.
0: Yes. So most of us, you know, if we're honest, live our lives reacting to the urgent. And exactly. it's worse now than it's ever been because it's not just email, right? It's texting. You're
1: exactly it's, right. You, you name it. Yeah, you're right. And
0: and we allow that to take a place of importance equal to, you know, whatever. So so the, the point of that is, is and this and this is biblically based. Exactly. Is, talking about Jesus as our example, but we have baked that into the leadership program. And, and he has some material that's similar. You know, you can find these principles that work. Uh, again, it's all, it's, it's all biblical, and, and it comes down to identifying it, what is important in your life. What are your roles in life that matter, right? Is it, you know, what, 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 what's my role here? What's my role as a father look like? What's my role as a, as a husband look like? And on and on, pick those roles, and then you know, set up your, your day, set up your week proactively doing something extraordinary in those areas and really just putting some boundaries around this, the other stuff. Uh, you can do that in a way, uh, you, you kind of extend that in leadership and we talk about strategic perspective being a core competency and what that means is knowing your mission, knowing the mission of the company and being passionate about it, but also knowing your mission in life and, and, and just, and I don't tell them what their mission needs to be. But, uh, but we talk about how important it is. You have to have a mission and, and that you have to know what the end in mind looks like for you. And, uh, and you have to, uh, be proactive about, about that in your, in your life. That's an example. We talk a lot about collaboration and servant leadership and that's simply being focusing on others, not being humble, but focusing on others and their success. And that's, that's what Jesus talks about all the time, right? So, so I, I like my best example is my recipe for relationship is uh, listen, learn, and lean in. And I wear it on my wrist because I forget. Uh, it's, listening to, it's listening to the other person first and then learning about them and then leaning in and doing something about it. So we teach that as servant leadership. And if anybody notices on my wrist, it has Matthew you know, 22 on it because that's Jesus saying love others as yourself. But that's kind of the recipe for doing that. Uh, it's things like that. It's just not, uh, it doesn't take a lot of effort if you know the Bible, I guess is, is what I'm saying. So I've really, <laughs> really, I've really, I've really enjoyed that.
1: So good, man. It the, the story that comes to my mind is is uh, Ken Blanchard. You know, he wrote all those uh, business leadership books, and yep. then he became a Christian, and he wrote that book "Lead Like Jesus." And uh, right, right. And I think it was in the preface or something. I it, it was like he goes, "I wrote all these business books, and then I became a Christian. I read the Bible, and I realized all all the best business principles came out of the Bible." So great, so great. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just the truth. That's how God set the world up is. to operate. Best, so all you're doing is taking the best practices that he set the world up and offering them, and you don't have to use the uh, the, uh, the chapter in verse.
0: The, uh, as Tim Keller called it, it's the owner's manual.
1: I mean, it's just it's just the that exactly. was the owner's exactly. Okay, so now that's I think that's a good segue into. Uh, so God is real as the again. You're a very church centric guy, which I really like. And it's very unique uh, because sometimes you, you know people get involved in all kinds of things. You're a very yeah. focused guy. And, and I say, so let's talk about that. So, so this, this teaching you do, I think that's pretty cool. The parallels I have, a I have a feeling there's a lot of these parallels, uh, because I know you spend a lot of, uh, effort and time on teaching at your local church too. Let, talk about that a little bit.
0: Yeah, that, 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 has been, that, that's been a kind of a game changer for me that one of the biggest things that God did for me in, in plugging me into this church was the, the opportunity that I, I did not want to teach. And, uh, as the as the opportunities presented themselves in the class that we attended, I, I felt very almost shoved into it by wow. God, yeah, internally. And and once I once I began to do it, I frankly couldn't get enough of it. And, wow! And the thing it the thing it did for me, Jeff, is is I I thought I was living in the Word, but once I started teaching and 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 just going deeper and deeper and deeper, it was just mind blowing, and it and it. I totally believe, and God says He does it. That He increases. You know, we pray increase my desire for the yes, Word, your yes. Word, love for your Word. And that's been the case for me. The more, the more I've, the more I've taught, the more I've gone deeper, the more I've wanted to do, and and uh, that's that. That's that. You know, if I could just summarize the Bible and, and life, uh, it's it, it really is Psalm one. That's just became, That's kind of become my. How do you live your life? Just look at Psalm One. I mean, it's it's the you know it's, it's the gateway of the Psalms. It's the gateway to the Bible. It's just so simple. again, it describes life. There's two paths, and there's and they're both paths of influence. You can you you pick one. There's only two, and one of them is being influenced by the world. You know, that's the walking, standing, and then sitting with sinners, or it's being influenced by the word. So it's world or word, and the word is you know meditating on it day and night. And uh, you become the tree with the streams and bearing fruit, and you're you're you know it's life. It's it's the definition of life. So that means meditate on the word, and and if you're in the word every morning, then that's going to influence your life. If you're not, it's so simple. If you're not, the world's going to influence you, and that's just the bottom line. Uh, so that's been a big deal to me. Is the teaching?
1: I think that's it's it's <laughs> it's so simple, but it's also. Powerful. So maybe maybe unpack that a little bit. How you talked about again looking back in the rearview mirror of this, where, where God's been faithful, and and you had that really difficult management situation uh, in Houston before you moved to uh, Denver. And as you look back, maybe reflect a little more on, on on that. You know, like so when you talk about your own mission, you know, I know you're teaching people to have a mission and that sort of things. How do you sort of see your mission clarifying?
0: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, my it's not always been this way, but it, it became clear, I can't remember exactly when, but but it it as I was thinking about, well, what is my personal mission, right? What what right. where do I go next? What do I want to do? And uh it's it's real again, we overcomplicate things, don't yes. we? It's like if you just stop and say, Well, what would you know, what would God tell me my mission should be? Well, I he kind of did, right? I mean, Jesus was he really clarified things nicely for us. It's like you know, just let me clear this up for you. Love God and love others, right? Love God, love others. That's it. Love God, love others. Uh, so that, I mean, it sounds over simple, over simple, but that, I just said, everything I need to do needs to kind of come out of that. But what does that mean? You know, I, I, I pray about opportunities when they come up. And when this opportunity came up, uh, it looked like, uh, it felt like that's where God was leading me. And, uh, when I go there, I need to have a mentality of uh, of uh, you know who is this going to be a place that he wants me to be to, to love him and love others, and uh, I try to ask myself that most days, most years.
1: But so you know, as, when we kind of get to the end of this uh, podcast, one of the things that uh, uh, we always try to ask is just some practical tips for somebody behind you on this journey. And look, you know, maybe maybe it's some people that are in public companies and um, aren't quite sure what they can do, what they can't do, wh- whatever it is, or, or maybe it's just for everybody. I don't want to lead the witness too much here, but what, what would be some practical tips for somebody behind you? Maybe what you would have, you know, the 30-year-old uh, Wade would have mm-hmm. wished he knew uh, kind of thing. Uh, just wh- whatever the spirit brings to mind, what might you share with us?
0: Yeah, I, I, I will, I'll I'll bring up one just because it tags on to something we just talked about and uh, one would be don't don't assume that you can't be bold. Mm. Uh, I wish I would have I really wish I would have believed that earlier in my life, especially working at a public company. Uh, and it does and it means that it it means you can be be creative. Don't you know, don't be in people's face and don't, you know, be o- overt, but there are ways to be very bold. Uh, I'll say it that way. So that that's that's number one. The other thing is I've uh, just kind of hit on it. I mean, if I were, if I were rewinding me and saying, man, I wish I would have been doing that when I was younger, I go back to the Psalm one thing. I would have started it. I would have made sure no matter what, no matter what that I start every morning in the word. And it doesn't ha- and that's the other thing. It doesn't, I used to think that meant, oh, it has to be at least 30 minutes of quiet time. Right, right. And, and that's great, uh, but it doesn't have to be, it just needs to be something it can be one verse for 5 or 10 minutes in fact some of the best days that's what it is because that you're 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 much more likely to hang on to that yeah. uh, the rest of the day uh just anything and then and then here's here's the next one i wish i would have done earlier it's in it, it's being the word and then and then of course we respond to the word by praying so pray pray what you've heard but then look at your schedule and pray for everyone that you're going to be engaged with that day yeah and I don't mean pray for you and your ability to do whatever. I mean pray for them. Yeah. And, uh, the days I remember to do that are very different. I can tell you that. Especially when it's people that you may not be looking forward to meeting with, Edgeboys, yeah. whoever, that I prayed for you this morning. And it, it just it changed it for me, it totally changes my interactions uh, that day. So that that would be one of my biggest
1: Ooh. Yeah. I think uh I generally pray for my meetings, but I'm probably praying for myself. <laughs> me too.
0: Me too. <laughs> and w- wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me may I glorify yeah. you in that. Yeah, right, right. right. Ah,
1: how about let me be sensitive to what's going on in that person's life, right? Is that kind of where you're going? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Totally different. Oh, man, that's so good. What a perfect place to wrap it up. Well, Wade, can't thank you enough for taking my the pleasure. time to uh, do this with us today. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, sir. And uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us on uh, this week's Generous Business Owner podcast. Uh, go to our website, uh, generousbusinessowner.com, and uh, sign up for the newsletter and pass this uh, podcast on to a friend that uh, you think it would bless. So thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week.
0: Thank care. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Generous Business Owner podcast with Jeff Thomas, Alan Barnhart, and Jeff Rutt. Make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. You can find the guest contact information in the show notes. Stay tuned for the next episode.